Hey there, this is Julie from Blended Life. Thank you for taking the time to download this episode of our podcast. I hope you find value in it. The truth is though, sometimes you need more than a podcast can offer to get unstuck and find peace in your blended family life. The struggle is real. So this is a personal journey I've been on for years, seeking peace in circumstances and with people I can't control. Becoming Heard was born out of this quest. As a certified life and health coach, I am passionate about helping others just like you and me free themselves from chronic upset and chronic crisis mode. Right now, I'm offering Blended Life listeners a one-on-one free breakthrough session with me. This call will give you clarity to see if coaching is right for you. Take advantage of this opportunity now by emailing me at becomingheardnow at gmail.com. I can't wait to connect with you. Hey everyone, I'm Eric. This is my wife, Julie. And we are blended life with technical difficulties as usual. Why? It's always during podcast time. It's like everything just just decides to stop working. I've literally been working on my computer all day and all night for like the last week straight. And then like two minutes before it's time to start, it's like everything just crashes. Yeah. Yeah. Blended family gods are after me. <laughs> just kidding. So tonight, Julie will be reading you novels. Novels and novels. Novels? How many papers do you have right there? Let's. What are the topics tonight? So, when to know when to stop extending... <laughs> Podcasting? <off. laughs> We're almost a year. Next week is one year. 13th. Is it? In a couple weeks. <laughs> anyway. Um, so, when to know when to stop extending... Like, stop putting yourself out there. Stop extending the olive branch. When... There's nothing coming from it. Okay. Um, someone asked us to discuss wills, which I think we have in a different podcast, but we'll touch on it again. All right. Um, when your ex plans events and invites the kids on a night that they don't have custody. Without, like, asking you first? No. <laughs> okay. Well, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. And um, what to do when your spout when you and your spouse are in an absolute impasse when it comes to his and her kids? Okay, <laughs> stay here. I'm gonna get the iPad so I can read. <laughs> start talking. Start reading. Start reading. Start reading your letters. I have had to do so much IT work behind the scenes in the last ten minutes <laughs> to even get us here. You're welcome. <laughs> but you've had all day. No, it, I've been, everything's been fine all day. I've been literally working on that machine all day long with not an issue. I'm going to go get the iPad now. <laughs> I think my cord will make it. Oh my gosh, you guys. Um, so the first topic, and it's kind of interesting because a friend of mine I'm back. suggested this topic and um, basically a short synopsis is she initially, and if, if I'm saying this incorrectly, I'm so sorry. I didn't print it because I felt like I knew the situation kind of well enough to talk on it. I'm saying hi to Shannon and Cindy real quick. Hi. I guess. So initially when my friend entered, had entered into a family via boyfriend, girlfriend situation, he has two kids. Um, She kind of kept to herself and really didn't reach out to the bio mom and just kind of like, you know, 
kept to herself. And then I think she was accused of being, you know, standoffish or not trying and all the things. And so she decided that she would go ahead and start reaching out, start making an effort to make connection, you know, send cards, send texts, like reach out and start talking to bio mom. And she's been doing this for a long time now. And there's just nothing's come from it. You know, she keeps doing these things, keeps, you know, sending gifts for holidays. And is this the same person that was on here earlier, like uh, like a month or two ago? I feel like we had the same sort of topic, someone doing the same type of thing. And no, different. No, okay. Anyway, and so she's just sitting there. She's sitting there, though, like it's been, you know, a really long time that she's been consistently, you know, extending an olive branch out to the bio mom, you know. And I don't know. Here's the deal. She's not married to bio dad. She's just girlfriend. Okay. I don't know if that makes a difference. I've also had this discussion about, you know, and I think it's it's a good topic to have here because we have a lot of boyfriend, girlfriends doing blended family life without and, and the you commitment. Are, yeah, and you are filling a role at the time. Yes, but I've had, it's just interesting because it's, I've had a lot of discussions about, does marriage really change things? Like, do I have to get married? Am I just pretending by not being married? And I would say that... Marriage may not change things on paper, right? If you're sharing bills and you're sharing a household, like materialistically, I don't think marriage changes everything, but psychologically, I think marriage changes everything, you know, and that's kind of what I was telling her. I think that, you know, for me, when I got married to you, I just felt more less anxious about our relationship. I felt more secure and settled and safe and I could relax into trusting what we had because it's a it's a big commitment. It should right. it's a big deal. Right. Um shouldn't and, be taken lightly. Yeah. And I think when you're married too, there's a level of respect you gain with that title. And not just with, you know, the bio mom or the other family members, but I think with your friends and with the outside world, right? Like you don't I mean, unless you're just an evil person and this does happen, right? There's some sort of respect where you're not going to go flirt with a married person. Respect that. You know what I mean? Of course. You're going to be more honoring of a married individual. Yeah, or if you are married, you know, should keep you from going out and respecting or flirting with anyone else also. Respect that. (laughs) Yeah, so I think marriage psychologically it, it changes how people view you as a couple. I think it, it shifts. There's your shirt. We haven't no shirts in a long time. You view you, boo. Okay, <laughs> but I think marriage shifts how people how seriously people take you as a couple. Yeah, and I think it psychologically changes everything in your own hearts and heads. Well, you know what, and it and it settles a lot for kids. I think kids see it as. Um, more than just, I think kids see it a little more like what it should be. You know, I think it's, it's more comforting for kids and the security comes with it. But going back to kind of the beginning of this, I think even if you're not married, which like in this letter, this person is not married. I don't think that it 
lessens your role. I think you're still the woman in the household, you know, and it's not to be taken lightly. I totally agree. But I think that you may not be taken seriously by other people. By bio mom? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so I can see that. I think that, I don't know if that's the case, right? I'm not in bio mom's head. So that's on you, whatever. boo. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that, I do think that that piece, it just, it's not. wife, the title of husband and wife commands respect. And I think that bio parents realize when you do walk down the aisle and you make that commitment and you get married, you're, it's kind of like a done deal. There's no hope of, you know, there shouldn't be hope of like breaking up or. So I don't know if that plays a role, but she was like, at what point do I stop reaching out because I get nothing in return? And so what do you think about that? I think maybe don't ever stop reaching out, but maybe put it on hold for a little while and just let it. Let it simmer, you know. Um, I think what you're doing is a good gesture. I think it's I think it's an awesome thing, and it's a really good step towards co-parenting. And if you're going to be around a long time, don't just cut it off and be like, eh, "I tried." She didn't want any of it because eventually she'll come around, or she won't, or she <laughs> you, won't. You know, but mm-hmm. but at least you're able to lay your head on your pillow at night and be like, "You know what? I'm trying. I'm doing." what I think is a good thing, you know, it's, and it's better than doing the opposite, you know, uh, sabotaging her, slicing her tires, you know, doing a pile of dog shit on her front porch. (laughs) Hey, those kids have names. (laughs) Wow. Um, yeah, you know, I think too, I think that it's a wonderful gesture. And if you feel led to do something nice for someone, regardless if it's a bio mom or not. Listen to that. There's not enough good in this world. You know, there's not enough encouragement. You know, <laughs> what you put out there, it matters. Just go protest about it. <laughs> Just kidding, don't. But I think that, and this is something that actually happened to me this Mother's Day, and as the bio mom, I think that somebody has to be ready to receive what you're giving. And you can give all day long and you can do all the nice things all day long. But until the person's ready, like in their hearts and their heads to receive what you're laying down, um, you know, you, you, it is fruitless. Did you say this happened to you? Yeah. Mother's Day. Yeah. So. Can we hear the story? Yeah. I would love to hear the story again. (laughs) Would you? <laughs> no, it took me a second to catch on to what you were well, even talking about. Well, I mean, my kids walked in on Mother's Day because they got dropped off, and my son had flowers in his hands, and he said, "Which was this so is... sweet." Yeah, I think they're. I thought they were from him, and you know, it was very awkward. They didn't even want to really tell me, but I guess it was from their stepmom. Had you know, via my kids, given me flowers, and it was a really, really nice gesture. You know, that was, they were pretty. They, it was really, really nice. I am just not in a place where, like, she's still shit-talking me on social media, so don't bring me flowers. I am not um, that, ready that, to take it. That type of thing. So it's very two-faced. It's very, like, I want to look good, and I want to be... This stepmom presenting you flowers. It's very two-faced, you know, and whether you know or not, like, I don't think that you're really supposed to know that you're getting talked about. 
you know. But granted, you know, what goes around comes around. We're in a small town. I don't know what to say. You have a public profile. But you know what I mean? (laughs) Like, it's just one of those things. Right. And also, also, though, that's a good lesson for people that if you're doing one thing but acting another way, like, don't be two-faced either. Like, be better than that. Yeah. You know, if, if you truly want to do nice things for someone, then make sure it comes from a place in your heart where you truly want to do nice things. And don't be like, I'm just going to do this because this is going to look good or right. it's going to make me feel good. Well, I feel like I feel like it was a show for the kids. Like it was a show like, look how nice I am, kids, by Whatever doing this for your mom. I don't know. It was very odd because... And it was it was really weird to have these flowers in my house actually because I was I was looking at them and I'm sitting there like well the beauty things. of like, it like I didn't want them I didn't want to receive them I wanted to take them back outside and throw them away but I didn't do that because no I'm but the to beauty be of it is like anything that Julie tries to grow it eventually dies so <laughs> they did eventually die I think the sweet baby Jesus I just but the point the point this you you were so grateful but I feel you were torn you it could was see it I in was torn eyes. like it was such a nice gesture and I was so like well that's awesome you know and I. 99% sure it was for show, but, um, it was, it was a nice gesture and, you know, okay. But I, you, I, my point is to this person who, who was asking to talk about this. I think that if someone's not ready to receive what you're giving, you can give and spend all day long. So what I said to her was just maybe stop throwing money at it. If you want to write a card or or take it situation by situation, holiday by holiday. And if you feel led to do it, you know, it's kind of like they say about loaning money. If you're going to loan someone money, expect, expect to never back. see it again. You know, you should be doing things because you feel like that's what you want to do. And if you don't get anything in return, that's not why. And this isn't why she's doing it to expect something in return. But I think there is some sort of hope when you reach out for connection. Maybe. You know, and I know she so badly wants her boyfriend to be proud of her. And she wants so badly for these girls to see a very healthy co-parenting relationship. And she's got the biggest heart. Like, she could be my kid's stepmom, please. Um, And so I know it doesn't, She's not doing this to get something in return, you know, but at some point you have to give knowing and being okay with, you may never get anything back and she may not be a mature enough place. You know, a lot of people are not mature enough. A lot of people aren't mature (laughs) enough to do that. I know. I witnessed it firsthand. Is it a maturity thing with me? You're so mature. 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 That's how you say it. Mature. Look at you. Yeah. Mature with my couture. I've got lots of rhyming puns tonight. Please don't. I, I scripted this whole thing. This is already. Yeah. Yeah. I've got lots of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think that you do it until it doesn't feel good anymore. Like if you're doing. <laughs> oh. If you're giving and extending an olive branch and it makes you feel bad in any way, step back from it. You know, it's not meant to make you feel bad. Um, and I think that you've tried, you know, you can never say you didn't try and you didn't do it. You know, you can lay your head on the pillow at night knowing you gave it an effort and that resonates like you've planted seeds. You know, if you put things out there, seeds are planted. Just make sure you're not talking shit on the other side or causing drama or being part of drama. 
you know, because then I don't think bio mom would ever really take you seriously about, and that's it. Like, it's just not, you don't take it seriously when it's not coming from a really pure place of trying to make connection. So that's all I have to say about that. All right. On to our next one. We have so much to get through. I don't think these people understand. <laughs> I'm just going to start showing off our notes. There goes there goes the first one. People Look at that. who are listening can't see, you know, on they, Oh, trust me. There's so many words here. You can see all of these. Hang on. We're not even there yet. We're not even there yet. Hang on. Here, I'm going to hand you this one. You start on that one. No. And then I got this one. Look at that. That's another half page. There's two half pagers. Oh, my gosh. This is all a right. whole so- page of text. <laughs> <laughs> and there's an entire next page of text. Okay. Look at all that, you guys. We have to get through this. We do. Okay, number two, <laughs> which is none of that. Oh. <laughs> um, discussing wills in blended families. Yes, and I think we will right now. Here we go. Well, they were more asking, like, it's a hard topic to bring up. Like, how do you bring up dividing assets? They're like 40-year-old couple. Okay. So they're young. That's a good time to be planning, though. I mean, I feel like 40s, like, let's get planning. You know, yeah, but it you know it's a hard discussion to bring up because his kids, her kids, our kids. I don't think they were our kids. They're all this. our kids. I'm telling you this from day one. <laughs> um, in this situation, I think it was basically just I don't remember. But whose dogs are they? That's that would be like the hardest thing. Yeah, but like I didn't dogs have them. Rude. Did you have them? They're our dogs. How do you divide the dogs? Can you do like week on, week off, or like two, two, three, or what's People your schedule? Are really crazy. What's your schedule? Five, five, two, two. Five, five, two, two, eight, nine, six, seven. Um, okay, so how do you suggest if it's a touchy, t- you know, it's a touchy subject? There's lots of we. <laughs> I own nothing, so you can have it all. It doesn't, you know, it, it doesn't have to be a touchy subject. <laughs> but like, though. how do you how do you broach it with? It's a mature subject, you know. <laughs> it's really like, hey, this is something that's really going to happen, you know. And I think. Maybe some of our listeners and viewers know this, but it's something that we kind of touched on a little bit when we were getting married. And rather than going out and buying each other wedding gifts, which one of us broke that rule anyways, um, we went and got what we like to call our wedding plots. And we bought burial plots as our wedding gift to each other. And And our our parents. parents. Yeah. (laughs) But you know what I mean? But it's like, hey, you guys, your time is, you know, this thing's getting there. You know, Mm -hmm. someone's got to do this. So have some fun with it. And we did. We had a lot of fun with it. Maybe we put up the video. Yeah. Okay. Maybe on our YouTube. If you guys are watching, um, check the link in the description below. And it won't be tonight, but it'll be fairly soon. And I think maybe we put that video up. Okay. But, um we can have fun with it, you know, and you can have fun. You bring up like, Hey, I think that this is something it's like, it's like planning like your 401k or your retirement. Like it's one of those things like people just talk about. I don't think it needs to be touchy, you know, life insurance. Like, yeah, it's, it's a bummer. Like one of us, unless we get in some fatal accident, there's a good chance one of us are going to pass but before it's the not, other. It's just the dividing of assets that gets touchy. Like whose kids get what, um, and I think that couples you, often dip their toes in these waters, right? Like you kind of talk about it hypothetically or what it, you know, but I don't, I think when it comes down to actually like lawyering up and getting someone to actually write out a trust or a will, 
and it's like a legal document, people lose their shit. Well, here's the thing. If it's going to be touchy like that and you guys are going to have issues or you, you can foresee some issues, like maybe you just put in the will like there's going to be an estate sale and then everything gets divided. You know, that's an easy way of just like, you know, yeah, little Johnny doesn't have the Porsche, you know, and little Susie doesn't get the house on the hill. But at the end of the day, it's going to be divided evenly, you know, and we're not going to be there to mitigate it. So let's just make sure that this goes good and we're not going to have problems in the family because little Johnny really wants that house on the hill and little Sally would like to drive the Porsche on the weekends. You know, you you just you take the problems out of it. And I've actually had some of these conversations with my parents because I know when that time comes, I don't want to let my relationship with my sisters um, get ruined or tarnished or have any issues because of money or property, you know, or or physical um, Mm -hmm. assets. You know, it's just it's not worth it. So if we can figure it out now, like, great. If not, then get rid of everything and divide it evenly. Like, okay. Yeah. And maybe that's a good way to broach the subject if you guys are trying to, if you want to bring this topic up to your spouse and you're, like, you know, nervous because you don't want to fight. Um, I would say that, that you bring it up in in light of, like Eric said with the kids, we need to figure this out for our kids because we don't want them to have to fight over things when we're gone. We want to settle that for them so that they can just grieve us and it's not responsible have to thing fight to do. about it. And I think when you frame it like that, like in the best interest of the kids, that immediately brings down everybody's walls where it's not a fight, but it's like we need to protect all of our kids so that they are not fighting about it, so that it's very crystal clear, you know. And um, I don't. I, I, we've talked about this on our podcast before. I forget what episode, but, um, you know, things that you came into the marriage with beforehand, you know, I think it's fine if it goes to the kids that the parent, you know, of the parent. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But I mean, maybe it's, maybe it's not even a touchy thing and it's like, all right, well, we can divide this up or be fair. I mean, I think you should try to be as fair as you can possibly be with all the kids because none of the kids that you don't want your kids to feel like an outsider and you're dead. And that, yeah. And at the end of the day, <laughs> like, like you're be gone. responsible about it, like yeah. leave them happy memories, debt free, you know, like leave them with something or nothing. If you know, nothing's better than debt. Um, leave them just in a state of your memory, you know, and, and remembering you, remembering you in a, in a good light, you know, and not having, not creating issues. So right. the, whatever that, and it's going to be so different for everyone. I'm sure, you know, just in this last five minutes of us talking about it, your brain's ticked away a little bit and you're like, oh yeah, but I see this twist or this, you know, and because you could leave that house, you know, and that's paid full and clear, but little Johnny just got the Porsche and you still owe a hundred grand on that thing. Jeez. You know, but you know what I'm saying? So now all of a sudden it's like, yeah, well, little Sally has the house and it's paid off, but little Johnny got the Porsche he wanted and he still owes a hundred grand on it. So yeah. like well, that's kind of screwed. And I think also when you're deciding this stuff and you have kids, I think, 
I think kids, and it's always been from day one, right? Like what matters to each kid is different. And so even if things aren't equally split monetarily, I think kids are fine with that. Like if I, if I wanted, for instance, I used to always want my dad's Bible. Like that's all I've ever wanted. His whole estate, whatever it was. I just like, I told my brother this when I was a kid, I'm like, you know, that's what, that's the thing for me. Like, that is what, what I want when dad goes, like, please, can I have that? Like, it means a lot to me because he wrote Are you still in there? It. What? Are you still there with that? No. No? Okay. I, I expect nothing. But I'm just saying, like, was, it just made I, me think I, this. Yeah, like, it's me, it, it it's worth nothing monetarily, right? But all the sentimental value. I would have taken that and let my brother have the house, you know, and so I think you have to know your audience. You have to know your kids. Like not every kid is going to be out for big money. You know, what matters to some kids might want your China. Did your, you know, your what? Your China. Oh, not vagina. <laughs> China. <laughs> in a little box. Oh my god. A box in a box. Dear Lord. <laughs> Told you I had all kinds of them. Okay. Uh, hey, but, but I'm just saying like, think about did, it too. Hey, like what matters really to these though, kids? For, real quickly though, like, <sighs> and seriously, did your brother fight you on that? When you're like, you can have the house. I want the Bible. Was well, he like, ah, nah, you can have the driveway. I want. No, but this is like, we were like teen. <laughs> like, I, I don't know. Testament. It was a really long time ago, you know? I yeah. Know. I just remember that's what, that's what like I wanted. You could cool. I never knew that. You could have get you know if if it, i had to trade a hundred thousand dollars or that bible i would have taken his bible I got a couple upstairs you give me a couple hundred grand we're, we're square <laughs> so we're i'm just saying i think that also don't get so caught up in in fairness if you know the kids you know might something might mean really a lot to them and and they won't care about a house or you know i don't know i just think that right. but I think oh. that's one way to approach it is just in the kids' best interest and make it all about the kids and not make it a fight about. Well, and like you said, you guys are enemies, right? You're audience. on the same team. Yep. You know, and so, and if you do start getting heated about his and her stuff, be your you, box in a box. Well, you just have to compromise. That's like all marriage is. So not everyone's going to get their way a hundred percent of the time. Yeah, but try to do your best to. So keep it I fair. mean, you're going to have to give and take. You know, you're going to lose some things. You're going to win some things. You're going to meet in the middle sometimes. You know, it's it's not something that you can go in there and be like. So some of these this movies. This is what I'm going to do. Some of these movies, you know, they have the lawyer walk in and they all sit in a room. And uh, like, what was that? What was the kni- the Knives movie that you watched not that long ago? It was a really good movie. Knives Out. Knives Out. But it was, it was kind really of the same good. thing where they sit down. Oh, the whole family sits down in front of a lawyer and he basically reads off the will. You know, I'm like, as will readings, are they always this intense? Like who's getting what? Right. You know, you need like a, you need a trailer actor voice to read it off. And it's just so suspenseful. Yeah. I think it can be. Johnny got the Porsche. He's always wanted. Cause you don't know. Right. But if you can take that suspense out of it and really just spoil it, Mm -hmm. spoil the whole movie and, just let them know it's coming. That's like, true. That's Talk with cool your too. kids. You know, wait till your kids, as your kids get older, open the conversation up. Like, hey, what do you guys think? Talk to them about what what they want, what their hopes and dreams are for life, where they see themselves in 30 years. You know, don't give a house to somebody who wants to travel the world for the rest of their life. Give a house to the kid who wants to stay and have a family of six. You know, 
I don't know. I think that you just really have to cater to kids and what their lives look like. And, you know, if you really can't agree, then give it all to charity. <laughs> Wasn't that a sublime song? Because <laughs> <laughs> loving is all you've got. Yeah. Remember that. Yeah. Write them a note. Say, go, give them all the advice and give all your money to charity. Mom hit the bottle and went straight to the rock. The house belongs to Goodwill. Who the hell is Will? <laughs> What's your next one? Okay. We're that remi- that, <laughs> that reminds me of talking. a story <laughs> of a story from hockey when I was younger. And we were at a tournament when I was probably nine, ten years old. And one of the parents kept yelling, get on D, get on D. Oh, my God. <laughs> out to, out, out, out while we're playing. And one of the other parents looks around at the rest of the parents. And they go, who the hell is on D? <laughs> like, come on. <laughs> but true story, though. So that was actually a shirt that my parents and some of the other parents had made. Said, who the hell is on D? It's funny. Your mom's on D. Anyways, wait, I'm reading this? Would you like to read it? Oh, my or gosh. would you like me to read it? You know it? how that goes. I'll I did read it pass high want. school, remember? I did. I have my diploma. Oh, why do you give me the long one? Oh Anyone God. else struggle with an ex who plans events at his home on nights? Kids are with you and the invite. Oh, and they invite. <laughs> Just <laughs> they give invite me this. the child. I always do this. I read with the, my mic in front of me, so all you've got, all you guys can hear me. People are so lost. Like what? We are, ha- we have what? shared custody, so plenty of nights. For fires and barbecues on his nights, I am left as the bad guy if I say no. I get that. We've we've been there. Um, I've said yes for so many years now because I thought I was getting along and being flexible. But now I think by not setting boundaries, I've created an environment with the entire family, older kids, parents, and ex of disrespects for me. Okay. You're looking at me kind of funny. Oh, I was just going to tell you. I'll read that bottom part. Oh, wow. Thanks. And hope of setting boundaries now. And what about my child who is in the middle? Mm-hmm. Is this your turn to read? Yes. All right. So that is what was written in on our support group. There's like so much more. Yeah. Well, it's really good because actually I, I wish more men were part of our support group on Facebook because this I'm is- I'm not all you need. You don't write on it. I could. You could. You should. Because it's it's really helpful to have a man's point of view. You have asked um, me a few times and I've helped you write in on stuff. Yeah. To be fair. So, to be fair. I just thought this was a really good answer. And so um, a gentleman wrote in and said, it's perfectly fine to have boundaries and for you to be okay with them. People will test those boundaries to see if you will enforce them. Make it clear that you will no longer allow the children to attend events with him on your time. If he wants them there, he should schedule those events on his time. He will complain and test, but hold your boundary. If your kids get mad, explain to them that your dad gets his time and he needs to plan things on that time frame. This is your time. The other thing to do is to always be busy with something each and every time he tries this. Unless he's a raging narcissist, he will eventually get the message and stop doing it. If not, hold your boundaries and try to ignore your guilt. You deserve your time with your kids. You did so good with that. 
I didn't write that. No, but reading that. Thanks. It was brilliant. I no, graduated see, I, high school. I didn't even know what the context of it was. Like, that was fresh out the gate. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, so I think that it's a hard, well, it's just, it's hard because you want the kids to feel comfortable going between homes and you want to support relationships with, you know, the other parent. However, um, I think that it's really hard on kids going, they need to be able to get settled in their home. They need to be able to make relationships. And this was a hard lesson I had to learn. Um, and it was a hard pill for me to swallow and something I didn't want to entertain. I was, I had to have boundaries put on me because it was really hard. I just thought kids should be able, but then I, I, my kids were having a really hard time with that. You know, my kids were having a really hard time because they would have to disconnect and reconnect and disconnect and reconnect. And then they would get sad and they would miss one household and they could never settle. And so the problem with the disruption of kids going back and forth within custody time is that oftentimes kids get emotionally jumbled and they act out and also it doesn't teach them to stay put and you know to make do with what they have in another home and it also doesn't teach you to make do with what you have away from them you know and I think that one thing that's a kind of a blessing about blended family life and having this custody schedule is that we're I guess we're practicing early for empty nesting because we have to learn how to live without our kids for a time period right now anyway. And that's a natural progression. You know, your kids are going to grow up and move out. And that's going to be, they will. Hopefully. Or I'll move out. <laughs> um, but really, and you want that. You want them to be independent from you and be able to live on their own. It's really healthy for them to do that. So... It's good for parents to detach as kids get older as much as it's normal for kids to detach. And I think when you're continuously trying to, like, put them on the teat, you know, (laughs) it doesn't let them grow up. And this is a form of manipulation that parents do, too. You know, they want to disrupt your time and they want to show their power and they want to manipulate the kids and be ever present in kids' minds, you know? It's like parents who always are like, you can go to be at your dad's house, but here I am, I'm still here, I'm still here, look at me, I'm still here. And when you do that to a kid, they can never just be fully present in their other home. And that's really, really a disservice for kids. Cindy says, this makes her very sad and that that parents act like this and why can't? Um, we stop looking at my time versus their time and start thinking about the kids. And they didn't ask for this to begin with. The kids are the most important. Yeah. But really, like, it is it is a bummer because our kids do get stuck in the middle and get pulled both But that's places, the consequence of divorce. That's our own damn fault. Yeah. You know, my time and your time, it's a shitty term. But that is divorce. That is having two households. That is a custody schedule. And unfortunately, that is the reality. And so 
it's our responsibility to help kids be as emotionally stable as they can be within that. And it disrupts kids if you can't let them fully be with the other parent during their time. You know, does that make sense? Makes perfect sense. Because think of it, like kids are missing you anyway, and talking to them makes them sad. They they want to come home. They want to miss you. They, you they, had the struggle with talking to your daughter years ago, right? Yeah, and I know I've shared that on here before, but it was a really big wake up call. Like, I it was really selfish. Like I missed her, and, and she's little, you know, she's three, whatever. And so it was seven years ago. Yeah, and to call her out on her age. <laughs> but you know, it's it's really hard for a mom not to be with their daughter at three and miss them. And, and so, and you know, her little voice would get sad and it would tear us both up. It wasn't, it wasn't a helpful situation, you know, and if kids are struggling and you're dangling the carrot of yourself in front of them all the time, <laughs> you called yourself a carrot. All parents are a carrot, you know, Some um, are potatoes. And I don't, I think it's wrong to manipulate kids with like, you're stuck at mom's, but I have this bitch and pool party. Want to come hang out with me? Let me rescue you. That's a really unfair thing because, you know, so sorry, mom doesn't have a bitch and pool party, but does that mean that they're she her got time? The bod with, for it. But does that mean that the kids are like, shouldn't hang out with their mother because dad wants to be Superman and fun Disneyland dad and, Look at me. Why is always Disneyland dad? A mom goes to Disneyland way more than dad does. She I'll be a Disneyland it. mom. I'm, I know. But Cindy says it is our fault, but why not make it the best for them? And what is the best for them, Cindy? What is the best for them, Cindy? I, you know, I guess it's, it's case by case, kids by kids, and you do the best you can do with what you are dealt and you're dealing with, um, but you shouldn't use kids as pawns and you shouldn't right. emotionally bait them with or bait kids at all. Like let them Don't. enjoy their parents, both sides. Gosh, that was a kid baiting joke. I'm just not going to make it. Don't make it. I'm not going Don't to. Don't do it. I'm not going okay. to. We already made boxing. I box just jokes. think kids need to be left alone to enjoy all parents. You know, they shouldn't be manipulated, they shouldn't be pulled. You know, I just think boundaries need to be respected. Time needs to be respected. And that is in their best interest. That is for them. You know? Keep talking. I'm waiting for Cindy to respond. I wish I had, like, Suri that could read out, like, questions Mm. and comments. Maybe I'm going to do that up, like, what's it called when you can't read and then it just reads stuff (laughs) to you? You can't read? Yeah. Like, if I'm blind and, like, my iPad wants to read to me. There's a a word for it. Comment below if you know the word. (laughs) I don't know that word. I don't either. Okay, I'm moving on. Another. It's case by case. I just think that we need to think outside ourselves. That's all. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. And the the person who's sitting there like, hey, look at me over here. Come be with me is being about me. It isn't being about the kids. And the kids, anyway. Moving on. Don't bait your kids. Don't bait your kids. Don't make that joke. I didn't. You I said not to. to. I didn't say a damn thing, master. Baiter. What? You're such a baiter. Okay. Do you want to meet? Read this. <laughs> parent potato. Told you. 
Do you want to read? Carrots and potatoes. Do you want to read the next question? No, 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 no. That's not a question. <laughs> That's a book. <laughs> All right, you guys. Grab your coffee, kick back, and Julie's going to read to us. Here we go. <laughs> so she writes in. She says, I'm so upset with my significant other right now. I'm not sure what to do. My children, 13 and 15 years old, live with us half time, but have been with us full time since March due to the virus. He lost his job, which has been coming for about a year and isn't and isn't a problem. We just have to adjust. However, his daughter, who is 28 years old, is going through a hard time with housing and money too. She is also drinking a lot and her mom thinks she's doing drugs. I agree with mom due to overheard conversations and texts sent to the wrong person. She has been asked by her mom to move there and get clean and sober and on her feet but refuses because she doesn't want to live by those rules. Mom's house is in town and she lives is in the town she lives in and is where she grew up. My significant other wants to move her down here to be with us and around my kids, but says he doesn't see a problem with her drinking, but that the drugs will stop because it's hard to get them here, which is only true if you're not looking. I'm worried about her being around my children and agree with her mom coming home is fine, but clean and sober. And he thinks I'm being mean and I don't like her, or want her here when really I just want my children safe and not to be exposed to that influence. He is saying she won't come here if he he is saying she won't come if he tells her she has to stop. And I'm kind of of the mindset that she shouldn't be allowed to come here if she won't. I don't know what to do and trying to talk with him about it brings him going, "Well, if you can't support me on this, then you can leave." which is his go-to if there's ever a disagreement, his way, or leave. He doesn't see her drug alcohol of use of, as a problem and thinks I'm crazy for saying it isn't, in, it isn't appropriate to bring into our home and my children's life. He only wants to bring her here and let her continue to run wild with no rules, and when I suggested rules or maybe even a different place for her to stay, I'm an awful person, and I don't want him to help his kid because my version of help includes sobriety and to help her stand on her own and not a place to crash until she gets ready to go somewhere else with no intent of helping with that situation past that. Well, first of all, good for you for So this protecting. is the n- number four. I'm sorry. What to do? <laughs> is there more? St- no, but this oh. was the, the sorry. I'm so sorry. You cut me off. Well, an sentence. absolute we impasse. We get negative reviews because of this stuff. I'm sorry. This is the the, the, the absolute impasse about his and her kids. Go for it. When that, that was, oh. this is the topic question. Well, I was so. going to say good for you for wanting to protect the kids that are already in the home. Like that's obviously, I mean, whether they're his kids, your kids, it sounded like they were her kids. But good for you, like, always protect kids, like, kind of at all cost. You know, second of all, um, if the drinking is a problem or she's a heavy drinker and you don't want that in your household, like, that's understandable. You know, if she's a social drinker and has a glass of wine, you know, once a night with dinner or every few nights, 
um, you know, and drinks responsibly, then that's not a big deal. But if it's disruptive and she's having problems because of it, you know, it's ruining work habits or life habits. Um, you know, if it's being disruptive, like that's a problem, you know, and you know, it might not be DUIs yet or getting put in jail or drunk in publics, whatever, but it all eventually leads to that if it's just let go. So it sounds like you're wanting to do a good job of parenting and good for you on that. You know, um, I don't, uh, what I hear in this is like, she's really got her head on straight and the dad understandably wants the kid around because he thinks that it would help for his child to be there with them mm-hmm. and he could make an impact. Now, what I would say to that is, Yes, but yes, the the drinking needs to stop and the drugs need to stop. Even if it's just recreational drugs, it always, you know, it sounds so cliche or, you know, 1992 dare time, but it all leads to the next step. You know, you get sick and tired of something or your tolerance builds up and you want to just move on. Now, like I said, if it's just a little bit here and there, you know, and you're enjoying it maturely, and no big deal, but it sounds like it's a problem. Yeah. I think my heart, well, I told her my heart went out to her and him because imagine if you, if, you know, I try to put myself in his shoes, right? If any of our kids were that daughter, you would want to rescue them. You'd want to help them. You'd want to do anything to stop what was happening. I can't imagine watching your kids go off the rails and feeling but like there's no but there's control. also a fine line of rescuing and enabling. You know, it's one thing to bring them to your house and then like, well, they can do it at my house because they're under my supervision. How but often do you hear parents say that though? That's you, like kids can drink. I'd rather them dr- even at like when they're in high school, right? Right. Kids can drink. I'd rather them drink in my house, you know, and have all the kids here and drink than, you know, them But it's leave. enabling. It's totally enabling, mm-hmm. you know? And it's it's not setting, it's basically saying like, yeah, it's all right if you do it, just do it around us because we're going to protect you. You know, it's totally enabling and be careful with that type of stuff because again, it's going to get, it's going to allow kids no matter what age, just to get comfortable with stuff like that. And then it's just going to move on to something else. You know, they'll be at their friend's house and like, yeah, I guess I can, I can have a drink or I can have a hit of that. You know, it's no big deal. My parents are all right with it. I don't get in trouble for doing it at my house. So I guess I can do it here. And then that becomes a more frequent thing. And it's like, yeah, I probably shouldn't, but I'm just, I only have to go around the block, you know, to get home. I'll just do it. And then I'll, you know what I mean? It just escalates and it's not going to usually happen all at once, but you're enabling. So don't, don't be an enabler. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And it must be so hard to watch your kid do that. And I don't know if you feel like a failure as a parent on some level, like I got to fix this because if I don't, I haven't, you know, I mean, gosh, we're all adults now and we, we've all made our own mistakes and I can only imagine <laughs> what my parents thought when I was living life. Sometimes they were just like, what did we just fucked up? You know, <laughs> that's funny. Um, I heard them say that last week. Yeah. Every day of their <laughs> life. But, um, but I do, I think that the number one job as a parent is to protect your kids and even as mom's doing, but even at the expense of your marriage is that, I mean, yeah, because here's you, the deal. He's also like, either you get on, 
See, this is the thing. It's not like he's willing to have a conversation or or like, let's set some house rules. Like I suggested to her that, okay, so if she lives with you guys, then the kids are never left alone with her ever. She's never to be alone with the kids. So there's always parental supervision. But even that makes it hard, you know, like what about in that emergency situation? You need to run out and she's the only one home. Like well, hey, emergencies. Gonna, you know what I mean? Like it, I know, but I'm just trying to think of like a compromise. Right. Like where she's like, No, she can't come here. I don't want her here. And he's like That's my she's child. She's coming here. That's my child. Yeah. You know, that's a complete impasse. And so what does compromise look like in that situation? So There has the, to be compromise. That's but, that's the thing, but it needs to be something that they are both comfortable with. Yeah. You know, that you can rest assured knowing that your kids are safe day and night. And not all and I think that's not only I think she's like, I can I can protect my kids, but I don't want my kids in that environment. Yeah. Of I, course because it's not. In, it's influencing the kids. This is the bigger, the older sister. They look who, up to and whether idolize, you want them yep. to or not, they're yep. gonna see these things, these patterns, these habits. I mean, even down to the clothes, you know, style of hair, it it all matters. Yeah. You know? It does. And I think she has every right to look out for her kids. And I don't know, maybe she needs to move out with her kids for this time period that... Yeah, that, what I do feel you like do? That, I feel like that opens a whole nother can of worms too, though. But he's already saying like... Yeah, but... Let, it, let's talk about this. But he might be different from you. He might not be opening the door that he's willing to walk through. He might just be opening the door expecting it to blow closed. Yeah, but I mean... What do you think about anyone? I don't care if they're male or female, but if his if you, if the person you're married to, if their go to is is my way or leave, right? Well, don't fight fire with fire. You know what? Be like, listen, that is not what I want. You know, you're are they husband and wife? It sounds like yeah. You know, you are my husband. I, think so. I am committed to you, but we are also committed to our family, and. She, you know, she is part of the family. So let's come up with a compromise that is going to help everyone. But we need to do this together. Don't let it, don't let him push you out. And don't, I I don't like the advice of like taking your time and being with your kids. Like do this together. You know, Mm -hmm. don't, don't let something like this. But that only works if both people are willing to compromise. It is. But you know what? She might be needing to compromise a little bit also. But also set those rules, have some standards about it, and be just have that communication. So what what would you say he brings her here? Right. Moves her in. Right. Period. Right. What is she supposed to do? Well, is it all bad right off the bat? Or is it going all right? If it's going all right, you know, just, just keep your eyes open. So you you're know, saying maybe try communication it. Maybe open. let daughter move back in yeah, and but, just give but, it a go. But compromise when you try it. You know, be like, okay, well, if she's going to move in, I would really like it if she's not drinking, if she's not doing drugs. Not high. If I'm seeing this type of stuff, mm-hmm. then I'm going to go around the corner to my parents and we're going to stay the night there until she sobers up and then we'll be back the next day. You know, and then if this turns into a problem where this is coming between them then you start taking those steps to remove yourself you know but at at first if this isn't a major problem you know or maybe it's getting blown out of proportion we've seen that happen in other households where you know one parent saying something that's like well it's not really the full truth 
you know, maybe it's not as bad as you think and how it very well could be. Mm-hmm. But compromise and be like, okay, well, let's bring her in the house then. But these are going to be some standards that I have for the situation. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And let the standards be known up front. Don't make them up as you go if you can if you can help it. Let let your husband know right off the bat, like, these are standards that I have. And if we're seeing these, this type of stuff and this type of behavior, I have these little ones that need to be protected. And I'm not okay with it being like this. So at that point, if you aren't doing anything about it, I have to do something to protect them. And I'm going to remove us from the situation. You know, maybe it has to go like that. That's just one scenario. I'm sure our viewers can think of 100 more. But, if and you guys you just don't do know have other ideas, write in, message us, let us know. Because... This is a hard situation, and this is... It's hard. Well, and it's also um, a very touchy and could be a life-changing situation for all of them. Yeah, but and I think that parents get blindsided with their own kids, but with addicts and not saying that this 20-year-old girl is an addict because we don't know. Right. But you can't help somebody who doesn't want to be helped. You know, if somebody doesn't see that they don't have a problem, like... There, you have to really, and that's really with any life change, you know, obesity, you know, you can't, until you're super ready to be like done with a toxic lifestyle, truly, nobody else can do that for you. But you also can't help someone unless you're truly trying to help them. You can't be like, oh man, I want them to stop drinking, but they're allowed to drink in my house. You know, I don't want my kids to become an alcoholic but they're allowed to drink with all of their friends in my house because it's a controlled environment. Yeah. Like, no, that's not the way that this works. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's just, that's not the way that the cookie crumbles. Yeah. And. I want cookies. I know. <laughs> I want Oreos. We're but almost we're done, out. you guys. We're going to get some cookies. <laughs> um, but I really just, if you guys are fighting in your marriages because that happens, please don't use divorce or leaving as like who else wants cookies a hot button to push you know like it's my way or leave well you're welcome to leave I don't think it's very helpful and I don't know if people really mean that and if you do really mean that then that's a whole nother conversation you need to stop fighting about what you're fighting about and talk about that because it's a really hurtful thing to say to someone um, that they're that easily dismissed, that, that right. they're that easily like, and like you, you always can say, leave. Like, like you're you that say, easily dismissed from my life. Like, fuck you. Wow. I'm your go. wife. Here we go, guys. Here we go. Who says that? Like, so reading that actually made me the most mad. You know what? That's when this. you turn and you ask them. You want to come to a club where people weigh on each other? Oh, that's mm. the wrong one. I was going to ask them if you love me exactly the way I, I love, I love you. you. Yes. But I mean, you know, I just don't think that's the right way. You're not going to. I don't know. I just think that's really, really unloving. Yeah, All right. Buttons back in order. Who wants cookies? We have a bonus. Should we send we some bonus viewers thing. cookies? Message us if you want some cookies. Leave us a comment down below. So here, we did this earlier. This is I haven't even told you this. So Jared's on playing Fortnite earlier, and I'm actually working. Is this the pizza thing? Did you hear about this? Jared told me. Did you? Mm-hmm. So I'm like, buddy, you want pizza? And he goes, yeah, I guess. And his buddy that he's playing with online goes, uh-huh. I want pizza. I'm like, this kid's all the way in Texas. We're in California. I'm like, all right. <laughs> Message us your your info. <laughs> so we sent him pizza. And then, Domino's? Yeah, but so you know what? But then I'm like, how many people you have in your family? And he's like, 
well, me, my mom, my brother who has like four kids. There was like 10 kids or 10 people in this house. I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't just buy, I can't just <laughs> buy him a pizza. So we sent them all pizza. Oh, that's really we, sweet. We ordered them four large pizzas. That's what he said. Yeah. <laughs> sent them to their house. I didn't know the his whole mom story. Got, but his mom got on his on his mic on his headset and thanked him. Like, over. She's like, I'll pay you back. Like, He's like, no, it's all right. That's really That's kind of funny. So if you guys want cookies, message us. <laughs> maybe DM us and we're going to send someone some cookies or maybe pizza. You guys like pizza? I don't know. I don't like pizza. I love pizza. I, know. I wish we could send someone Klondike's pizza. That would be amazing. It's amazing pizza. The best pizza ever. Okay, so we have a bonus um, right in that. Anyway, okay. So I'm just going to, I haven't even read it fully yet. So I'm reading it for the first time. Sure. No, I'm just kidding. Would you like to? No, I don't care. All right. Do you need a break? Sure. You want cookies? Yes. Okay. I have to read this whole thing? Well, you're going to have to figure out where it leads. (laughs) Good good luck. I'm just going to sit back and watch. Hey, I'm excited for the live tonight. Hey, we're live tonight. I have been dealing with my daughter, five years old, feeling like she needs to lie to each separate bio parent. Yeah, we've been there. Um, Mostly things like I don't want to tell me, I don't want to tell my dad because he will get mad or mom said I can't eat candy at dad's. I have always encouraged her at dad's and I'm positively guessing it is the same on either side. Unfortunately, the dad is quick to accuse me of these twisted lies and continues to advise me that I am mentally damaging my kid. Man, I feel like, did you write this? I feel like we've dealt with some of this. I am okay with standing my ground that I will not tolerate because being accused of something and he can have his own opinions without communicating if he chooses as well. I cut the lies in the butt (laughs) as soon as my daughter, um, hang on. Sorry. We have this on two different things. I'm looking for butt. I found it (laughs) as soon as my daughter tells me and I encouraged her to just talk to her dad. The question is, have you experienced your children lying to each parent? It's like she is scared to tell her tr- her true feelings, so she says it's the other parent's words. Thanks. Love you guys. Darcel. We have definitely dealt with this. Have we not? No? Mm-hmm. Why are you away from the mic still? I feel like we deal with this quite often. Well, first of all, good for you for not buying into this and not um, not taking the bait. Like we've kind of done an episode on this. <laughs> Social media masturbators. Man, it's a topic tonight. Right? Are you just really just going to sit away oh, from your I mic all night? I'm listening. I'm sorry. I'm not reading anymore. This oh. is a conversation time. Oh. This is when I talk and you talk. And we interrupt each other. <laughs> <laughs> and I get called a bitch. You've never been called that. Mm-hmm. You've been called other. <laughs> People are brilliant. Anyways. Um, yeah, we've totally dealt with this stuff. Like, But it's not so much like the kids have to come here and lie. I mean, we've I think we've dabbled in that a little bit. But we've had it to where the kids come and they are iron curtains. They won't tell about anything that goes on there. And they won't tell about anything that goes on here, right? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Well, kids learn how to survive and kids really want to be liked. So kids will do anything they can do to be loved and accepted in each home, whether that means telling lies to feel like, like they love their mom, for instance, right? But dad shit talks mom all the time. And that so, hurts your kids. But they jump on that bandwagon maybe. You know, dad's sitting there and like, you know, they're just shit talking mom. And so they're like, yeah, mom totally sucks. Like she told, you know, and they don't really mean that, but they're wanting dad's acceptance and they want to feel like they're part of that culture in that home. And so kids get caught up in that in both homes um, because they want to be loved and accepted and feel a part of things. And if that is the culture of the home to be that way, kids will be that way. Um, Well, the problem is too, though, like you've always said, that kids are 50% each parent, you know? So if you're trash talking one parent and the other parent, you know, is hearing it, you know, it, 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 it brings down the kids. It regardless of if the kids involved with it or not, the kids are going to stew on this later and it hurts them. Yeah. And it really does. Yeah. And kids lie because they don't want to get in trouble and kids lie because they don't want their parents to hate each other more. So if parents are asking questions and kids are lying about the truth, it could be too that they're protecting a parent or they're protecting themselves for getting in trouble or their parent from being hated or talked about even more. Um, You know, I think kids have this sense of they want everything to be okay and they want everything to be like just, they just want to be loved and have fun and be happy. They don't really want, and I guess it's counterintuitive because when they lie, they're part of the drama now, right. and it causes issues. But you're so also teach training kids that. Yeah, but you're also training your kids. You know, like you said, you're teaching them that you're you're training your kids to do this type of stuff, and it's almost a form of manipulation, you know. And it really it just it doesn't help your kids. So you have to talk to kids, and even at five years old, you know, you can get on their level and talk to them about lying and that. It's unnecessary. You hey, know? your cheerleader's here. <laughs> oh, Brooke no. says you're right as always. Oh, um, yeah. Y- you don't ever discount just having a conversation with your child, getting down on their level and just talking to them about lying and saying that you're a safe place and you don't need to lie to mom. Just don't or bait them. Dad. <laughs> Gosh. You know, um, and... You know, also, though, you have to live a lifestyle that you're preaching. So if you're going to tell your kids not to lie, then you really need to not model that for them because kids really are smart and they pick up on that. And that goes back to our last subject, too. You know, if you're like, you can't drink in the house, you know, or you can't do drugs here, (laughs) you know, and that's what you're doing yourself. You're toking in the bedroom every night. I don't even know what that means, but all right. Is that like baiting? Like I'm just kidding. I get it. Like you're shooting up heroin wow. in between your toes in the bathroom, but you're do it in the butthole. No one ever looks there. I do. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that what you were doing when I walked in and you were like bent over in the mirror? I was wondering what you were doing. Anyways. Um yeah. But set example set hand? good set kidding. good examples and really, you know, like it, it's 
it's all about parenting. It really is. Like we set all the examples for the kids, mm -hmm. especially this day and age. The kids aren't going to school. The kids don't have other teachers. The kids aren't probably around friends as often. It's really like more time than ever yeah. up to us now to set mm -hmm. those examples. Yeah. And you need to find out why your kid is lying. You know, I mean, mm -hmm. you need to know what's going on because it's not just about the lie. It's about what's behind it or that behavior. See kids, it's, and that's something that parents get really mad at behaviors. And I totally understand that. But you need to look beyond the behavior and to figure out what, what's really going on. Like, what is the cause? Because the behavior will never truly be corrected if you can't get to what is behind it. And kids can't correct it. You know, kids, you could tell a kid to stop behaving a certain way. And that's okay. And they can, you know, hit and miss, try to fix it. But, like, what else is going on there? Well, also, you know, don't tell a kid to act a certain way when they're with you and then encourage them to act opposite yeah. when they go to the other house. And that's something I've always been big on. Yeah. You know, I'm always true. like behave, like be on your best behavior when you go to moms and not because I care how you're behaving at moms, but because this is how I want you to be when you go anywhere else in the world. But also you're going to have a much better time. You know, you're going to be, you're an example of when you leave my house and you go there and vice versa. You know, I mean, granted, kids are kids and they're most comfortable with us, but encourage them to always be on their best behavior. Yeah. You know, I never end a phone call um, or, or, or end up on a phone call with my son, especially that I'm like, make sure you behave, you know, use your manners, you know, not like he's at a friend's house, but I'm just reminding him this is stuff you need to do in life. So I can't be like, you know, when you're at our house, you know, be on your best behavior, use your manners, you know, oh, go to your mom's house and just terrorize them, be yeah. a little brat hole, mm -hmm. you know, go cause problems, go break things, you know, because all that's going to do is confuse the kids. And eventually the easiest thing for them, which mm -hmm. is the bad behavior is what's going to end up spilling over. Yeah. And that's how they're just going to be all the time. And yeah. that, that become that's on you. And you need to teach your kids too to recognize what's going on on the inside, you know, is, I mean, we all see the acting out because that's what we ha get confronted with. But you don't know if your kid is feeling anxious or depressed or they have like a chemical imbalance in the brain or if I mean, and all this stuff like, is going to start to happen regardless. They're going to get depressed because they're going to be pulled in two directions. Yeah, they're going to. But They need to learn to recognize what's going on within their little bodies you know, and learning how to fix it. So don't, I mean, parents need to go so far beyond just punishment to let's talk about how you can calm yourself down when you're so angry, you want to throw a tantrum or you're so sad that you are sitting in your room on your bed all day and won't eat a thing. Like, let's talk about ways we can, we can help you heal um, and help you not get to the point of acting out. And I think that parents really need to take a step further to not just the be the behavior, but like what's behind it, like I said. But anyway. Otherwise, those are going to become lifetime yeah. issues that You're are gonna never going to get dealt with. Yep. And they're just going to get worse. And they're going to be adults in a marriage dealing with a spouse or, you know, their spouse having to deal with them because they never learned to fix it. Right. So, and then they'll be spending so much money in therapy, which I know nothing about. 
coronavirus. So we got demonetized for that song, by the way, and it wasn't even the right one. <sighs> you guys want to see the song I was talking about? Go to <laughs> Buddy Boy Eight Hundred Five on YouTube and watch his coronavirus Sorry. edit that he did last week, and it's the right song actually, and it's mm-hmm. pretty hilarious, right? It's it was funny. kind of ironic too that he edited that video after we had already had that on podcast and he had no idea that we used that song uh, that I was trying to use that song mm-hmm. but he made a video to it and it's really funny. It's funny. Anyways. Well, thanks you guys we for there? hanging out. We're, Ho- we're going to try for Thursday of next week, right? We will. Sorry you guys, I had a lot going on. It was my fault. I had to work. You were working. I had to work late. I feel like everyone can appreciate that? Um like only a few people this day and age. We're in the age of coronavirus where no one works oh. and everyone's on unemployment. Which is not anyone's fault, but I would rather not be working, to tell you Are the you truth. guys wearing masks? Are you anti-masks? Comment below. I'm, I'm kind interested. of an anti-masker. Is I know. Right? No, a lot of people. Well, everyone feels very strongly about it. I'm just curious where everyone's at. Yeah, I'm just confident. Comment And if below. I get sick, my body will repair itself. God willing. Or not. Or not. Hey, we should work on our will tonight. You want to go work on our will? I want I'm sex. Just wow. <laughs> and lots of kids <laughs> around. All right. Well, let's. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> you guys, leave a comment face. below. I it hope you be, guys are watching. We're going to be it. doing one of two things tonight. Or Let's maybe see. one while doing the other thing. There we go. <laughs> what are those scratch marks on your back? Oh, that's just my will. Eric wrote it up. Anyways, if you guys have your will in order and intact, let us know down below. <laughs> if you don't, leave a thumbs up to let us know you need to be working on it. If you like cookies, let us know. Yes. If you wear let masks, us know about the cookies. let us know. Let or us know you your favorite pizza. cookie. Nobody Is this taking forever, pizza. Brooke? We haven't left yet. We're still here hanging out. We have a minute and a half left of the song. Just kidding, you guys. You guys like this song? Who likes this song? Leave a comment below. <laughs> We're just hanging out now at this point. We pay for this song. It's an expensive little song here. So we don't get demonetized for it. We're still here, you guys. Anyways, I'm going to leave now. I don't even know where the button is. (laughs) (laughs) We're here, you guys. We're here until we're done. Thank you, guys. Join us on, find us on Facebook. Join our our Facebook support group. And uh, find us on Instagram. Check out the website. Are we going to make it? We have 42 seconds left. Can we make All it? Thing. Are you guys really still here? No. Let's go. If you're still go. here, hit Bye, the subscribe button on YouTube. Really because appreciate this you guys. Is, Bye. It's been fun. It's building up the song. She's gone, you guys. Anyways, bye, you guys. Thanks for hanging out.